Hello, beautiful souls, and welcome back to the Thoughts That Manifest podcast. Today, I wanted to talk about astrology and how I use astrology to get to know myself on a deeper level. I absolutely love astrology, and before I started studying astrology, I didn't realize how much knowledge astrology holds. You can discover so much about yourself and your relationships. I used to think astrology was just about the sun sign, you know, as a Sagittarius, I always thought that meant I was a free spirit that loved to travel, explore, learn, and be highly optimistic or whatever else they say about us. But little did I know, there is so much more to astrology than just your sun sign. Since studying astrology, I have learned a lot about myself. When it comes to astrology, we actually all have a needle chart, which is bound by using our date of birth, time of birth, and location of birth. You'll need to know all three of these things in order to get an accurate reading. Even a change in your time by just a few minutes can make a difference to your needle chart, so just keep that in mind. So what is your needle chart? I like to look at it as the blueprint to our life. Crazy to think of it that way, but our needle chart literally gives us clues to what major life lessons we are meant to learn It reveals personality traits and even hidden desires. It can point out psychic abilities, which we all have, by the way, and it can lead the way to your soul's purpose, even your career path. My natal chart even revealed what my biggest wounds are so that I could, you know, work on healing those wounds. Because when we haven't done that inner work or healing, we are essentially holding ourselves back from being our authentic self due to all of the fears and limiting beliefs that our unhealed wounds created. Now, you may be thinking, how does it essentially tell you all of this? Well, your natal chart will show you where the planets were in the sky and essentially in your natal chart when you were born. And based off of those placements and the aspects that they create in your chart, this reveals clues to you. Before I studied astrology, I was a little skeptical about it. I was always taught to believe that astrology is bad or that it's unrealistic and whatever else, but it wasn't until I realized that I have been living my life based off of other people's beliefs and values and not living out a life that was based off of my own beliefs and values. That's when I really decided to study it for myself, which then opened my eyes to all of the wisdom astrology actually can reveal to us. Instead of believing everyone saying astrology is bad and it's not true, I finally did the research myself. A lot of people who don't believe in astrology probably haven't done the research because it really is hard to not believe in astrology after you've researched it all for yourself. Or perhaps, you know, people are just too afraid of the truth or to discover all of this. When I researched my natal chart, it was so shockingly accurate that I just couldn't not believe it. It pointed out my childhood trauma, it pointed out my personality traits, it pointed out lessons that I have learned as well as areas of my life that, you know, are going to be a main focus for me in this lifetime. It showed me my soul's purpose as well as what I possibly did in my past life too. The accuracy was mind-blowing. Our natal chart is made up of 12 houses and each house represents a different area of your life. The first house represents yourself, how others view you, Um, your self-image, your physical features. The second house is the house related to personal finance, your values, and material possessions. 
Then you have your third house, which is related to the way that you communicate, your local community, your immediate environment, siblings, neighbors, classmates, and coworkers. Then your fourth house, which is related to your home, your early childhood life, relationship with maternal figure, and your family life in general. And then you can look at your fifth house, which is related to your authentic expression, your creativity, um, perhaps even your future children, what you create, essentially. Your sixth house is related to support, service, and health, how you work and take care of yourself and how you take care of others, your daily routines, and so on. And then in the seventh house, you know, you can find out a lot about partnerships and marriage and how you pair up in love, friendship, or even business partnerships. The, elf, uh, the eighth house is related to birth, death, sex, transformation, mysteries, and bonding at the deepest of levels. It also relates to other people's money, inheritance, tax, and things related to those concepts. And then when you look at the ninth house, this relates to the expansion of your mind, the house of luck and long-distance travel. It deals with philosophy, education, religion, and law. The tenth house rules your career, your social status, and how you approach authority figures. You can find out also about what career you'd be best suited for by looking at the cusp of this house, also known as the midheaven or the MC. And then when you go to the 11th house, this is related to friends, colleagues, your social circles, and your ability to network. And lastly, we have the 12th house, which is related to the unseen realm, things that exist without physical form, our unconscious mind, dreams, secrets, and emotions. So, with the first house representing yourself, your identity, and how others view you, this is defined by your ascendant or your rising sign. Essentially, you have what people call the big three, your sun sign, your moon sign, and your rising sign or ascendant. Your sun sign is essentially your basic nature, personality, which, for example, mine is Sagittarius because I was born December 13th, so I'm considered a Sag sun. Now, I was also born on a new moon, so I actually have the same sun and moon sign. My moon sign is also in Sagittarius, and the sun and moon were in my third house of my natal chart when I was born, which is the house of communication, siblings, immediate environment, which is why it's no surprise to me that I've always been someone who wants to try to communicate in healthy ways, who wants to learn and then teach others what I learned through communicating it. I'm also drawn towards writing and speaking when it comes to this placement. And on top of that, I'm always communicating with my neighbors because all of, of the third house placements in my chart. Growing up, my best friends were actually my neighbors and I have a great friendly relationships with most of my neighbors for the most part. Now, my rising sign or ascendant represents the first house, which mine is in Virgo. Usually, individuals that have the same rising sign will also have similar physical features because your rising sign represents your outward style and how you look or the physical features that you have. Now, besides your big three, you also have generational planets. These planets affect an entire generation, which is why you see one generation acting one way as a whole for the most part, and then you have another generation acting a completely different way as a whole, and you have those generational gaps. These generational planets are the outer planets, Uranus, Neptune, Pluto, and then there's Saturn and Jupiter. Because these planets take longer to orbit, they affect an entire generation, and the whole generation will have these planets in the same sign. 
Whereas, for example, my moon sign would be different. Well, it doesn't have to be, but it can be different from a friend of mine who was born the same year as me. So hopefully that kind of makes some sense. So for example, I come from the generation who has Pluto and Scorpio, which is um, those who are born between, I believe, 1983 or 84 and 1995. We tend to be emotional. We think about our actions most of the time and how they will affect others. We can be stubborn, very free-spirited. We aren't one to abide by society's rules, which is why you see so many of us questioning authority and what society has taught us was the right way to do things. We don't like when our freedom is limited and we want to do things differently than the way that society has taught us to do things. Now this of course will depend on your chart as a whole because although you might have your Pluto in Scorpio, if you have inner planets making aspects with your Pluto, then this can change the way that Pluto plays out in your chart, which is why it's so important to study your chart as a whole and to get the full picture. But this is just an example that when older generations see us acting out in a way that goes against what's considered normal in society, they may question it all and that's because older generations will have their Pluto in a different sign. For example, my parents are born in the generation of Pluto and Virgo, which are those who were born between 1957-ish and 1972. It takes a lot for them to always agree with my beliefs. We have some similar beliefs, but a lot of our beliefs and values are different. They have a more serious approach, very analytical, and they are analyzers. I don't find them to be as emotional or empathetic as I am, but again, it depends on their chart as a whole as well. Speaking of generational planets, I also come from the generation of Neptune and Capricorn. This is those who are born between 1984-ish to 2000. We are a generation that wants to achieve success and be in control without having to ask for permission ever again. We are very responsible even when other generations might think otherwise. We are the generation who won't abandon dreams. We want to work hard to make those dreams happen. But I think what's so hard for other generations to understand is that sometimes you do need to make changes and as the years continue onward, the planets shift too and you'll see Earth and society change because of this. As generational planets move into different signs and a new generation is born, new ideas are born with them. I see a lot of older generations really question and look down on those who are making money in a way that they never had an opportunity to. For example, let's take influencing or being an influencer. Not saying everyone is like this, but there are many older generations that just don't understand it because it was never available to them to do for work. So when they hear that someone is an influencer for their job, they immediately look down at it and they might call them lazy. You'll hear things like, you know, back in my day, we actually had to work hard for a living and whatever else they want to say, they basically don't consider it a real job. That's what you get with generations though. You have new generations born when the planets move into a different sign and new ideas are brought to life because of it. And it makes the older generations question all of the changes. But in my opinion, that's the beauty of life, forever changing and evolving, which is why I'm so fascinated by astrology. By the way, I do offer natal chart readings if you are ever interested in an in-depth natal chart reading where I go over with you everything I notice in your chart. We dive into self-discovery and personal growth through astrology on a one-on-one -on -one Zoom call. Feel free to reach out to book or check it out on my uh, work with L page on my website, lduclose.blog, E-L-L-D-U-C-L-O-S dot blog. 
I personally love doing these calls with people because they truly learn so much and I just love when someone resonates with what's being said. I can just see, you know, the expression on their face. But anyway, to recap the generational planets, we have Neptune, which is ruled by Pisces. So we see this as a very spiritual planet. It's the planet of inspirations, dreams, illusion, psychic abilities, confusion, and spirituality. I personally have Neptune in my fourth house, which caused a lot of confusion when it came to my childhood. Neptune can also highlight addiction, and with it in my fourth house, I had my dad who struggled with addiction and had an addictive personality. There was confusion in my childhood because my dad struggled with this and went from, you know, being really great and loving to really angry. He was struggling with pain and he couldn't show up as the father figure that I needed at the time because of this and in return it created a lot of confusion and illusion in my childhood which you can see being represented here by Neptune. So that's just an example of how Neptune shows up in my own chart. Then there's Pluto ruled by Scorpio and it's the planet of transformation, rebirth, and renewal. This can also indicate power, control, and destructiveness. And then we got Uranus, which is ruled by Aquarius. This often brings change, celebrates originality and individuality. It's associated with technology, discovery, and innovation. But it also can be um, a sign of rebellion and irresponsibility if it is in a negative aspect. As another example, I have Uranus in my fourth house too, which um, with that being the planet that rules change and disruption, this caused a lot of change and disruption in my childhood and family. I moved about 12 times between age 10 and 24. My family went through a lot of changes and with Uranus and Neptune in my fourth house, it's caused a lot of confusion when it comes to family for me. I don't talk to my dad's side. He doesn't talk to his sisters or brothers. My mom talks to one out of three siblings. So for me, I've always been surrounded by a confusing family dynamic and I don't feel like I ever knew what it was like to feel like I fit into a family. I've kind of created my own meaning of family. And now as I work through some of these lessons, I'm ready to start a family of my own and hopefully break any generational trauma that's related to family trauma and pain that is repeating in my bloodline currently. Now we have Saturn, which is ruled by Capricorn, and Saturn represents restriction and limits. So wherever Saturn falls in your chart, you'll probably experience some limitations or traditional thinking when it comes to this area of your life. It also represents the father figure. So for example, let's say your Saturn is in your 12th house. This is a likely an indicator that you had issues with your father growing up or it could just represent an absent father. That's just one example. But essentially, you can work through these limitations once you recognize them. This planet can also bring structure, so it's not all bad. My Saturn is in the fifth house, which has allowed me to turn some of my creative hobbies into a career because of the structure that Saturn brings to this creative house of mine. But it also limits me from knowing how to relax and have fun because it places a lot of responsibility on me, especially when I was a kid. Lastly, for generational planets, we have Jupiter, which is ruled by Sagittarius, and this is the planet of luck and expansion. Wherever Jupiter lands in your chart, as long as it's not negatively afflicted, you will see great fortune, expansion, growth, and luck when it comes to this area of your life. But you just want to be mindful because this can also lead to over-self-indulgence, which isn't always a good thing. So I have Jupiter in my second house of values, material possessions, and finances. 
I've seen this play out both ways. I really struggled financially at one point and I got into a lot of credit card debt, which I guess points towards that self-indulgence. But once I started following my intuition and believing in myself, I was able to dig myself out of that hole. I paid off 15 credit card cards worth of debt, saved for a down payment on a house and I bought my first house and I got myself out of a really horrible environment. I also found that with Jupiter in the second house, my values have expanded a lot. Before my spiritual journey, I was basing my values off of what was taught to me growing up rather than creating and forming my own values and beliefs. So since my spiritual journey, I have been able to really create my own values and Jupiter plays a part in that. Now, as we get into the inner planets, these are our personal planets, the Sun, Moon, Mercury, Venus, and Mars. I already mentioned the Sun, but what about the Moon? So the moon is ruled by cancer, so it represents our emotions, our nurturing side, our deepest personal needs, basic habits, and reactions, as well as our unconscious thoughts. The moon is also associated with our mother, so depending on what sign and house your moon is in, as well as looking at any aspects to your moon, it can tell you what kind of relationship you had with your mom growing up. For example, a moon in the 12th house can indicate issues with the mom or an absent mom. Next, we have Mercury, which is ruled by Gemini and Virgo, and this planet represents communication and your day-to-day -day expression and things like that. Essentially, how we communicate can be seen through how Mercury shows up in our chart. After Mercury, we have Venus, which is the planet of love and money, ruled by Libra and Taurus. Essentially, it indicates our values, our sentiments, and the pleasures in our life. Venus can tell us a lot about how we approach our relationships and what gives us pleasure. Venus in our chart will also show us clues on how we spend our money or what we value most. For example, my Venus is in the third house, so it's no surprise that communication is huge for me when it comes to my relationship. It's important for me to have a marriage and partner that can communicate with me in a healthy way. Lastly, Mars, which is ruled by Aries, this is the planet of desire, energy, and action, our survival instinct. We look to Mars to see how we express ourselves when it comes to sexual desires or our drive and willpower and how we express our anger and our initial instant instincts to act upon that anger. It's a very intense planet with raw energy. So now you might be wondering, how can I tell what lessons need to be learned or what needs to be healed through my natal chart? What do I specifically look at? Well, for starters, I like to look at the asteroid Chiron. Your Chiron will point out your deepest wound that needs healing. I'll look at the house that Chiron falls in and the sign. For example, my Chiron is in my 12th house in Virgo. The 12th house is all about the unseen, the spiritual realms, it's the house of isolation, your shadows, and all of that. So to have my Chiron here, it's really freaking tough. And not to mention having your Chiron in Virgo can indicate the feeling that something is just fundamentally wrong with you. 12th house Chiron can usually mean mental illness of some sort or unhealed trauma from a past life, which can be really hard to heal because oftentimes we can't remember our past life trauma without hypno or past life regression therapy. Often it's ancestral wounds that, are that we are dealing with when it comes to Chiron in the 12th house. And it may even be a wound that you try to, to just suppress, so it keeps throwing hardships at you until you finally work through it, which is something that I have recently faced. I went through one tough experience after another throughout childhood in my teen years, and usually it was surrounding my family life. So I have a hunch that I am meant to somehow break generational trauma surrounding the broken families throughout my bloodline. 
it wasn't until my spiritual awakening when I started to finally, I guess you can say, wake up to my trauma, my purpose, and just work through it all. With the 12th house Chiron, you can also probably have a lot of psychic abilities that you reject. But once you accept those abilities and accept that you are essentially one with the universe and the divine, then you will work through this Chiron placement. If you've been following me, then you might have realized that I've been doing tarot readings, which is, you know, one of the spiritual gifts that I'm trying to work with. And this is just one example of how I used my own chart to heal and step into my purpose. Although what I do now is pretty different than what I was doing before, I feel like I'm no longer hiding my authentic self. I used to fear judgment, and since my beliefs are just so different than what my family's beliefs are, I was afraid to really step into that authentic self, but I feel a lot happier now that I have. And you can also learn a lot from your north and south node. Your north node indicates your destiny. Essentially, you know, your north node is what you're meant to do this lifetime. And your south node represents your past life and past life gifts that you brought over with you during this lifetime. Working with the two can help you a lot when it comes to achieving your destiny. So when it comes to reading your natal chart, there are just so many things that you should take into consideration. From the planets, the sign each planet is in, in which house each planet falls in, to um, the degree that each planet has, that's also worth noting. And you'll want to see what aspects your planets might make with one another. You know, for example, since I was born on a new moon, my sun conjuncts my moon, which means my vital energies and ego merges with my emotional self. It can make me more stable and centered. And other common aspects are squares, trines, oppositions, and sextiles. So as you read and learn all of this in your natal chart, you start to unlock the most authentic version of you. You can start overcoming blockages and work through the lessons that you were meant to learn during this lifetime as you step into your potential and live out a life that ultimately makes you feel the happiest. And did you know that you can also use astrology when it comes to relationships? Yep, through looking at a synastry chart. This is where you compare your needle chart to your partners to see if your planets create any aspects. These aspects will tell you if you are compatible, where you might struggle, or, you know, past life connections, long-term and marriage indicators, and just so much more. It'll also show you what house your partner's planets fall into, and you can even create a midpoint composite chart that will give you additional insights on your relationship together. I used this to help strengthen my marriage with my husband, and we actually have a lot of past life connection indicators, as well as I've noticed that I have this with a lot of my friends, and usually you will share past life connections with your family members too. This all ties into one of my previous episodes about soul contracts, so it might be worth listening to that episode as well. It's really amazing how much astrology can teach us. It's never-ending. A lot of what's going on in the world today is related to astrology, and many astrologists can predict big worldly events using the planets and astrology. I know this isn't what everyone believes, and that's fine, but I'm just here to shine a light on what has helped me overcome a lot of limiting beliefs and fears that were holding me back from aligning with my higher self. I've healed a lot thanks to astrology and spirituality, and I'm just hoping that I can help others do the same. So I hope that this episode inspired you to want to learn more too. And if you are interested in a natal or a synastry chart reading, please do reach out. I would love to help. Until next time.